The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. to episode 207 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone? It's Kevin, and I'm actually out for a... It sounds like I'm out for a walk, probably, but I'm actually out for a run walk. And what I'm doing this morning... might even be afternoon. What is it? Whoa. It's exactly 12 o'clock in 34 seconds. So this afternoon, um, I'm doing a pace that I expect to do at bird in hand um, because it's the same, I shouldn't say pace, the same ratio. It's the same ratio that I used last year with my buddy Scott and Roxanne. And it was actually a 30, no, I'm saying that backwards. It's actually a 10.30. So, 10 seconds of of running and 30 seconds of walking. And we had a blast. Shocker, we did not win the race, but I bet we had as good or better of a time than anyone had in that race. So I've been using this ratio every now and then for a little bit longer runs in, uh, It feels very, very comfortable. So that's what I thought I'd do today. It's really hot. And this pace is a decent amount slower than my normal run. So obviously slowing down in the heat is important. And uh, you'll hear some of that in this episode today from other extra milers, other folks running in the heat. Um, what I do, what I would recommend if you're a run walker, or even if you're not, but head over to JD's podcast, JD's big running adventure. I might've screwed that up, but I think that's it. I don't remember names anymore because I have them. I subscribe to them and they just download and they're there. Anyway, I'll have that in the show notes. His newest episode, which is number six, 
he interviews yours truly about some heat-related issues that I had back in Chicago years ago. But his also, also shortly, hopefully, episode seven will come out and he expects to have another interview, which he promises we will all love. And he will center that much more around running in the heat. So check out that podcast. I want to get that off my chest before I forgot about it. Also, another thing before I forget about it, if you're not already subscribed to our Facebook page, it's closed. So whatever you say there, you don't have to worry about your Aunt Sally hearing it or seeing it. Um, subscribe. We've got a, a short contest going on. So if you're listening to this anywhere close to the time that I'm posting this, then there's a contest over there, heat related, obviously, um, for a couple of free squish bands. I've got mine right now and it's well used on my run today. But all we're asking you to do is post a picture of your heat running. Um, I don't even care if it's just a picture of how many miles you did along with what the temperature was or post one of your lovable sweaty face, anything just to show us that you have suffered through some heat and could really use a squish band. And um, John's gonna pick a couple of winners and send a free squish band. What could be better than that, huh? So I'm gonna get to the good stuff quickly. I do have some stuff that I do wanna talk about at the end of the episode, but I want you to hear the good stuff first. Some of it's way older than it should be, and that's my fault again. I didn't earn a lot of money on the last episode with all my advertising, so I'm still using my 1904 computer. And it takes a little bit longer, but anyway, I hate this expression when I use it. It is what it is. So here we go, let's get to the good stuff. And you and I will chat at the end. Hey, enjoy your extra mile. Hey, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, calling in with some race reports and a customized training update, as well as an update on the current goal of a sub two hour half marathon and what I've been learning. So back up to March of 2022, March 19th, I did the Chambersburg half. I can't remember if I gave a customized or a extra mile podcast update on that. Um, that race was the very first part of spring and it was very warm that day. However, the Saturday before when I did my mind of the marathoner, I had the privilege of trying to attempt that on the treadmill because we had a bunch of snow on the ground. So just think, snow on the ground on Saturday, and then the following Saturday, running a hilly course, 
and having zero heat acclimation, getting my butt kicked on the course in March, um, I did not at all do what I wanted. I walked way too much and never really actually raced that course, if I'm honest with you and myself. So, like, all right, well, that one didn't happen. That was a hilly course. Can chalk that up to the heat. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do the Turkey Hill Half first weekend in May. All right, so that is was Mother's Day weekend. I was like, all right, let's do that, and let's make that just a training run, a cater training run. As you've heard from JD, and I'm sure you'll hear from Anthony and Dwayne as well, we had a great time, but it was wet. It was raining, but we had a blast. We had so much fun. I got to run the whole course with Dwayne. We started with a 90-30, and, but because I had a speed limit of 10 minute, 10.30s actually was my speed limit. And we were doing the hills and we were just running too fast with 90.30. So we backed it down to 60.30 and we just had a really wonderful time. I got to get to know Dwayne a lot better and learn more about his story. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, the fun story is that and Dwayne's are, are JD's already mentioned this. Um, JD got third place in his age group. uh, Dwayne got second in that age group. And I got third in the 40s age group, which was pretty cool. So then I was like, okay, that wasn't my race. I'm going to race two weeks later, which was the, uh, what they called the halfity half, half marathon which they had a quarter marathon, an eighth marathon, as well as the half marathon. And again, got my butt handed to me with the heat. It was so hot. It started out at 75 and only got hotter. And so I did not handle the heat well. We ended up starting out with 90-30s, as my ratio and I ended up just not getting to be running fast enough and I just never got into a good routine a rhythm and it just did not work out the way I wanted however my best memory is crossing the finish line with my seven-year-old that is what I'm gonna remember from that race Not that I didn't get my PR, not that it was super hot, but I was able to cross with my smiley uh, seven-year-old. That was just the best. So I talked about a lot about two-hour half marathon goal, and I am going to do it. So June 11th, I have another half marathon here in Harrisburg that I'm going to go for it again. So I expect to be hot, and I learned some heat things in this last half marathon and I'm going to be ready. I'm actually going to 
try to run as much as I can in the heat in the next couple weeks so that I can be as heat acclimated as a northerner can be. So anyway, I am really loving customized training. Love my the people there. Such supportive and so supportive. And I am so grateful for each of you. Keep on posting and you go enjoy your extra mile. Well, hey there, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD. And this is a walk break. So, it's actually a training update. But the walk break is rather important in my training now. So, as I mentioned in the last update, I was treated for an ear infection with a medication known as a fluoroquinolone, which has a potential nasty side effect of making your Achilles tendons cranky. Of course, that's not the clinical term for it, but it might as well be. So, I had noticed my Achilles were in fact getting cranky and your infection's long gone and it does take a little time for the effects of that medication to get out of your system. It can actually be several weeks. And so I decided rather than risk a tear or worse, I decided to pull ramp down the runs back to a ratio, which that ratio now is 50-20. It's a ratio I used for a while. Um, equals out to a uh, two and a half to one. And uh, it seems to be working well. The other thing that I'm doing is I'm running only every other day. So, four days one week, three days the next, but every other day. So, give my legs, particularly my Achilles, a full day to rest in between runs. But on the non-running day, I'm doing this, going out for a very motivated long walk. So I'm trying to get those long walks to be at least five miles. Eventually over the summer, I want to get them somewhere between five and seven, edging more towards the seven, so that I'm still getting the exercise, but it's much less stressful. And so far, it seems to be working really well. The Achilles are behaving. Of course, that medication is washing out of my system ever so slowly. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, they feel much better. Um, they're not so stiff when I get up in the morning. So, it's looking good. So, we'll see how this goes. Probably the middle of June. We'll, uh, we'll look to uh, increase the ratio from the 50-20 to 
60, or excuse me, yeah, 50-20 to 60-20. Make it a 3 to 1. See how that goes. Uh, eventually get it back up to 90-30. And then after 90-30, we'll see about uh, going back to Hanson's and doing some runs that are straight through. But that's where we are right now. We just got through our short little foray into uh, mid-August, as far as the weather goes. And uh, the weather is now broken, but in a nice way. And now we're having much more seasonable weather for early June. So hopefully this finds you well and, uh, and safe wherever you happen to be. So be sure to get out there and get your training done. You know, of course, the big thing is always just to keep showing up. That's always the real message. You know, don't worry so much about whether today was a great training run or walk or whatever it is you're doing. You know, you know, just keep getting out there and keep getting it done. So on a beautiful morning here in South Central Pennsylvania, this is JD wishing you well and saying always, always be sure to enjoy your extra mile. Good morning, extra milers. This is Sandy, the 1st of June. Happy World Running Day. Okay, I'm in a cul-de-sac, and I'm going to use that cul-de-sac to kind of just send a quick memo, voice memo. I didn't do one for the last one. I'm certain you all missed me. Um... But I just didn't get around to it. So I wanted to do just kind of a brief update on our May. So the end of April, April 30th, there was a um, women's race weekend in a local uh, community. And so for several months, <laughs> um, my daughter, my daughter-in-law, and I were planning on going and doing it. Now, these girls are mostly couch potato girls. Um, they stay really busy, but they don't stay physically active. So, anyway, they they wanted to do it. We were going to go, you know, have girls weekend away. And so that was enticing. And so we, um, you know, talked about it, planned about it. Couch to 5K info given. Um yeah, I, I'm sure they probably looked at all the Couch to 5K stuff while reclining on the couch. Um, and I'm not sure anything ever happened. But anyway, they not, did not want to miss the fun weekend. <laughs> so we went up there. Um, it was a walk. It was a not very fast walk. But we got our 5K done. The girls were thrilled. They had medals. Um I guess bar whale on the way. My daughter was like, Why am I doing this? I don't want to be doing this, but she did it. We completed it. Um and so that's how we ended April. But then on May first there was a um ten K. So I had decided that I would do the ten K. And it was really a fun event. I am so far away from being concerned about any PRs. It's much better about 
um, having it just be, you know, the best fun for the day. So I just did my run. It was, I felt strong. It felt good. It was a beautiful day. We were running not far from a river, and so you got glimpses of that. A really fun thing, too, was it was a Fellow Flowers run, and I don't know if any of you are familiar with Fellow Flowers, but um, just Google Fellow Flowers instead of me explaining it, but it's a kind of a motivational way for women uh, from all walks of life um, to kind of come together around the love of running and encouraging each other. And so the... Um, I guess, starter of that program. Her name is Mel Charbonneau. Um, she was at the 10K turnaround, and I had met her the day before. So so that was super fun to be able to high-five her on my way around. Um, and it was great. It was, you know, there were a few token guys, but it was mainly just a lot of women out running on a Sunday morning. It was beautiful. Um, so, yeah, May was just really busy with family weddings and a lot of responsibilities and then the end of the month we were um had registered for a 10k in salem oregon it was a wine uh willamette valley uh, marathon which was a wine kind of run at the end you got wine um and my cousin who had done the bridge of the gods with me last year and walked it um, because he realized he wasn't in running shape even with Galloway. Oh, it's a bunny morning. All these bunnies hopping up the trail. Um, anyway, he was the one that convinced us to sign up, but then he reneged and said he was going to be our support. But it ended up being a really great weekend. Our run was not the best. When you're a Galloway runner... One of the most important tools to have is your gym boss. And we got there, and I did not have my gym boss. I had it all programmed, but it was not at the start of the race. It was, like, neatly still packed in my car. Um, so we had to go by feel, and I never feel as good as a gym boss encourages me to go. So the time wasn't great, but the race was fun. The other thing I think that really kind of made it more of a struggle was um, we're not used to heat and this was a wine I mean May has been the second wettest and coolest month on record in Washington State so um, we definitely are not used to heat and it was a very mild day not hot but in the 50s and um, instead of being an early morning start we were finishing with wine, so the 10K didn't even start until um, 10 o'clock. So the sun was overhead. It was getting kind of warm. So I think that was part of the issue as well. But anyway, we did it. We made it. I, I did it by knowing about how many steps I can do in 30 seconds, so counting my steps. That was challenging because instead of being able to distract myself or even motivate myself, I found myself counting constantly. Um, so, yeah, I was hoping for like a mindfulness run, but that didn't work out. Um, anyway, so 
I'm out of the cul-de-sac. Um, so that was our me. We had a great time. Uh, what I found here's um, Allison Borney. What I learned on my 10K was that wine is not the best thirst quenching or refueling option after your race. Um, that was the only complaint I had about the race was that they didn't have good water at the end. Um, but you got free tickets for, well, part of the registration was wine tasting tickets and, um, they had food carts. <laughs> that was super fun. But, you know, you know, I was excited to taste wine, but I needed to rehydrate. So the only thing we found that was easy access was, I think there, they had some water, but it was in containers and they were out. And they didn't have any like bottles because you got a wine glass at the end. So, you know, the thought was you would use these containers of water. Um, yeah, that was disappointing. So I, that, I would do that different. But anyway, and I may tell them, please, some of us that are a little slower, because even though we were a little slower, there were still half and full marathoners out on the course. So they're going to be thirsty people. Anyway, but that was a ton of fun. So that was the two races that we did. Um, our half marathon training hasn't been really going real well with all of our family obligations and travels. So we got to get back to that because we're signed up for one the 16th of July. And... I think six miles has been my go-to long run lately, so I gotta get a move on. Um, then of course, the next one after that is Bird in Hand, and we're super excited about that. My daughter, who wasn't sure she'd make it through the 5K, um, she's invited herself along because she's a history buff and wants to go to Gettysburg. So, Jenna's coming, I told her, well, you can come if you buy your plane ticket and you do the 5K. So we'll be doing the 5K. She'll be doing the 5K with us. It'll be a nice little walking warm event. And we're excited to meet all of you extra milers there. So if you're out today on World Running Day, make it a good run. Mine's not too energetic since I'm talking to you instead of actually running much. Um, but make it a good run. Um, put an extra mile for me because I'm on my way to work and I only have time for two miles. And we'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Playing Dave calling in from southeastern Massachusetts with a training and injury update. Oh, my goodness. The human brain is a weird thing. So I did six weeks of physical therapy, just once a week going to the going to the PT, but doing my exercises every other day, basically three three to four times a week, 
And it works. It works. If you, if you follow the instructions of these knowledgeable medical professionals, you can fix yourself. It's fascinating. Um, but the other thing that's really fascinating about the human brain is as soon as your foot feels mostly better, you're like, oh, I don't need to do it. And so I'm totally slacking off the last couple of days. I haven't done my exercises. And here I am first thing in the morning out walking the brown dog in a beautiful sunrise in the middle of June. We are in the most perfect weather right now. We had a brief hot spell. I know the rest of the country is having a crazy hot weekend. If our, our worst weather calamity in the, uh, in the month of June was pollen, the pollen in New England was crazy. The air was a greenish yellow glow with the pollen from the evergreen trees and then the oaks and the hardwoods. Man, they were just filling the air with... Is it microscopic if you can see it with your bare eyes? I don't know. Anyway, it is beautiful right now. We've had a couple of rainstorms, cleared the air. It is glorious. And because I did my PT, I have been back on the road And last weekend, I did a joyful 13.1 miles with a friend. We ran a mile, walked a minute, ran a mile, walked a minute. And and it was great. It felt so good. It felt, quote, normal. I felt like I was back to pre-injury muscular skeletal feelings. My cardio was weak. Man, I've got a a 10-year base of running, and it still felt like... I'm starting from scratch on the cardio. Um, so my level of effort is like my per- relative perceived exertion is too high. I'm working hard for the same paces. Um, but so last weekend I did 13.1 on the road around, around my hometown. And then yesterday I went to Cape Cod and ran at Sandy Neck with my running friends there Uh, which is pure sand. It is out on the beach and back on the dunes. And I don't know what it was, but the sand felt so much softer yesterday. It was, uh, actually, I know what it was. The, our group, which is usually like four or five people was only three and it was just the faster three. And so we actually were just kind of cruising along. And uh, so trying to maintain a slightly faster pace rather than the easier loping, slower pace. That's what was hard yesterday. We ran hard. Not, not trying, wasn't a race. We just kind of kept a good pace going. But it was beautiful. It is so rare to run along the water's edge in Cape Cod and not have wind. The air was practically calm. Cape Cod Bay was almost a pond. It looked gla- glassy smooth with just kind of like low riffles. Not even waves, just riffles across the water. Um... And the sea turtles are starting to lay their eggs. And so we saw, we saw evidence of that. We did not see actual sea turtles, but we saw evidence that the uh, sea turtles are starting their early summer. They crawl up out of the water onto the beach, dig a little bowl in the sand, lay their eggs, which is like dozens of little golf ball shaped things. And then they cover them up and the eggs are warmed in the sunny sand and hopefully they lay enough that survive the predators to, uh, to keep the stock of sea turtles going because they are a cool and magnificent creature. Anyway, I really enjoyed my sunrise on Cape Cod yesterday and last weekend running around town and today out walking with my dog. So that's what I got. If you do your PT, you can fix yourself and, uh, 
and eventually you'll get to run as if it was as if you hadn't been broken in the first place. And if you're really smart, you follow through and keep going so that your foot and other parts stay strong. <laughs> we got to do our exercise. This is like why we should do core exercises, not just running. All these things help us prevent and return from injury as we get older. So that's what I got. Have a beautiful day. And from Southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. Enjoy your extra mile. Hey, Kevin and all my extra miler friends. This is Titanium Tim from Signal Mountain with a race update. Yesterday, I ran the Hatfield-McCoy Marathon uh, in Williamson, West Virginia, and South Williamson, Kentucky. That's uh, one of the races, about half of it's in Kentucky and half of it is in West Virginia. So you can count it for either state, but not both, unless you do it twice. Uh, Really nice race, uh, small group of runners. We had 150, I think, registered for the race, 124 completed it. Perfect weather. They also have a 5K and a front half and a back half. So I think there were a total of about 400 runners yesterday out there uh, this is a race to do for west virginia uh, it really neat race you're on country roads it is hilly first half has a big hill between mile five and about seven and a quarter a, a big hill a really big hill and then it's got a steep descent but once you get past that it it, it flattens out you're in the hollers as it is in, between the the ridges and the mountains. And really, uh, pretty interesting run. You know, you s- certainly think about the uh, John Denver song, Country Roads, when you're doing this one. And yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of water stops. See, I mean, there's not a lot of crowd support out there, but every mile they have a water stop that is manned by the local uh, folks that live there. They've got a tent. They had water, Gatorade, banana, bananas, bananas, watermelon. Um, yeah, it was real. I, I, I was really surprised at how great the water stops were out there and, and the number. And it got warm. We started off at 60 and overcast. And by the time I finished, it was uh, 75. And it was even warmer when others finished. There's no time limit on this race. So... Um, the water, the water was definitely needed. They had towels. They had sponges. I, they do a great job. I, I would definitely say, the second half of the race, it's rolling hill. The second half is all rolling hills. You, you, uh, the turnaround point is in Maitland, uh, which a long history of uh, coal mining and um, fights between the coal miners and the mine owners. Uh, real history there. And so you turn around and, and you come out. And when you come out of Mate One, it looks like you go on a rail, a converted rail trail, which was nice to run on. And then after a while, that turned into a, uh, a gravel dirt road, almost to a trail. And I was thinking, geez, I could have I brought my trail shoes out here. And then you got off of that like a mile 16, mile 17, and ran, came up to a golf course. And you ran on the golf path, uh, golf golf cart path for a while, and then came up to a swinging bridge, 
uh, which is pretty famous for this race, and ran across a swinging bridge and got back on the cart path and ran for a ways and um, then got back on the roads. Now, it is a very hilly course in the second half. I mean, not there were some, you know, just long hills, just lots of ups and downs. And um, it, it took a toll on my quads. They're, they're sore today. Um, I, I had a good finish time. And neat, you finish up in Williamson, you run right down the main street and you finish. Um, I, I forgot to mention that at the start, there's an individual dressed up uh, as Hatfield, I think, or McCoy, uses a shotgun for the start, uh, fires it off, and then they're there at the finish line. So they're greeting you as you go through. So really neat race, and I would recommend uh, everybody look at doing this. When you run at, uh, when you, if you're looking for to do West Virginia um, or Kentucky, or a really nice, really nice run out there. Um, feel pretty good today. Um, I ended up, like I said, 124 finished, and it was really good time. So, and that's all I've got now. The next race coming up on the agenda is the Peachtree Road Race in three weeks, and I should be ready for it. I hope everyone's having a good uh, summer so far, and I hope their training's going well. Cheers. Hi, all of you lovable extra milers. This is Bethany calling from Lake Orion, Michigan. Just calling with a little training update. I'm about three months, three and a half months out from Detroit half. Things are going well. Things are going ahead of schedule. I say that now, so let's hope, you know, things are still going well in a month, two months, three months. But when I first started running again in January, February, everything kind of felt impossible. So I was having a hard time running, hard time figuring out my paces, having a hard time figuring out my um, how far I could go, and I thought there would be absolutely no way I could get over three miles anymore, and I should just close up the running shop and move on to strength training only, which I had been doing for a long time. But I can happily and proudly say I've made it up to eight miles the last two weeks. Of course, summer things kind of go all over the place, so I try to follow the schedule the best I can, but sometimes you have to do two long runs back-to-back or just in general, you know, skip one or something like that. So that is not going particularly smoothly because we have a bunch of things going on. We golf, we go out of town, and things of that nature, but thankfully I'm pretty on plan. So I'm getting to eight miles. I'm really liking the 30-30 for my long runs. I don't know why, but that just feels like a comfortable pace, which puts me in about 13 minutes per mile. But sometimes I think the hardest part is mentally telling myself that 13 minutes per mile is okay, and you should be running a different pace for your long runs. And I did calculate where I should be based on my magic mile, and that is at 14.23 per long run. But I do try to pick it up just a notch or two. Um, I do go slow enough. um, I do go slow enough to where I feel pretty good at the end. I have had a little bit of leg cramps, but 
Anyway, so I did my magic mile at the local track, which was 943, I think, or 949. But I did all my calculations because I know Kevin and others said, well, what are you going to do with that? So I have been trying to use those calculations, still trying to figure out where I'm comfortable. But in general, I'm up to eight miles. I'm feeling good. All I'm working through really is a little bit of leg cramps and trying to find a new pair of shoes. I did buy a pair of Ghost 13s, again, because I love them. I tried the 14s, and I hated them, and I tried about six, seven different pairs of shoes. So wishing I lived a little bit closer to Atlanta and could go to Philippides and get some additional assistance with my running shoes. But unfortunately, the plane ticket probably cost two times the amount of the shoes. But anyways, things are going good. Pretty good weather in Michigan, hot, humid, but I've been getting out there a good enough time where I don't really deal with it. Fueling with graham crackers and gummy bears, and usually I have some cheerleaders on the front porch when I get home. One of them is cheering me on, trying to get the birds and the squirrels, and the other one is usually making me breakfast. So to say I am blessed and I have the opportunity to run would be an understatement, but Love following along, love seeing everyone's training, and good luck on all those summer races. Stay cool, friends. Hey, Kevin and all you extra milers. It's Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Wanted to send a report in on my training and give a bird in hand update. Things are going wonderful with my customized training plan. I really am enjoying the variety and the challenge that it comes with training for a 50k. I am doing my first 50k the end of October at the Marine Corps Marathon 50k. I haven't trained for a marathon since 2014. So that's been really exciting, challenging myself, going further than I have in quite some time. I just did a 20 mile run last Sunday and it went really well. I have not been using any uh, gels or anything until this run. I, I have chosen to do my half marathons without any goose or anything other than tailwind. I figured since I'm gonna go beyond the marathon distance, I probably should rethink my hydration and goo gel situation. So I'm curious, what do you guys do when you do a long run? Do you use goose or other gels? This time I did a two, two mile, two, 10 mile run. Uh, came back to my house after 10 miles and I used a gel, a goo at mile, approximately mile six, and then again at mile 12, and then again I think at mile 17 or so. And that seemed to work really well. I am curious what you guys do. I did not use, or I should say I used Tailwind in a 
not as my primary hydration for this run. Just took a little uh, 12 ounce bottle or so, 10 ounce, whatever the smaller bottles are. Uh, just hand, hold, held it in my hand, it's a plastic bottle. Uh, drank that for the first part. And then because I was using the goose, I decided not to mix that with Tailwind. So what do you do? What do you do when you're going on those longer runs? Love to hear from you. Um, I have a 23 miler at the end of July, so would love to be able to apply your knowledge. Also, and more importantly, I wanted to let you know that I am taking the baton from JD and Dwayne and Anthony to be the point person for the Burden Hand Half Marathon. So I wanted to let you know that we've decided that instead of having an off-site gathering, which went super well last year, um, I decided to use the the pizza, the pasta dinner that they provide, well, that they offer as our meal. So I actually need to also uh, register for that. I believe you can do that the day of, but I would go ahead uh, like I'm going to do and register for the pasta dinner. I think it's 10 to $15 or something. Um, that way you get all you can eat, um, of what you want or, or not. Um, but we're going to, so we're going to meet up at a special spot in the tent, maybe outside the tent, um, as extra milers and customized training folk. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. I know that last year was amazing. I'm looking forward to having my wife and my daughters are also going to be there. I'm looking forward to meeting Co Coach Chris's wife. Um, I know there's a lot of others that are coming. And um, as I'm thinking about that, I know we had a lot of pent-up uh, anxiety or desire or need for a meetup last time. And so I know it's going to be different this time. And I'm really excited about that because it's the going to be great. So if you haven't already signed up for the race, go do that and go ahead and sign up also for the pasta dinner. And if you have any other questions, we will be getting together after the race Saturday morning for the amazing barbecue. Um, sorry, Chris, I know you don't do, uh, do meat, but they have great, a great uh, meal after that's, that's free and look forward to doing that with you guys, cheering for you as you cross the finish line. And then also, I, if you're gonna be around Saturday night, this will be, I didn't get to go last year. Um, we're gonna get together, uh, hopefully 15, 20 or so of us to have dinner afterwards. Um, and that information will be to be determined based on how many people can come, um, please email me and I'm sure Kevin will put my email address in the show notes. So, from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, shouting out to all my customized friends and I can't wait to see all of you who are gonna make it to Burden Hand and also looking forward to the 
other customized extra mile meetup at JG 13.1. Um, so if you can't make it to Burden Hand, make sure you make it to, to JG 13.1 in, in, uh, in March. They're in Atlanta. So this is Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I can't wait to hear from all of you. You guys are amazing. And take care. Enjoy your extra mile. Workout started. GPS on. Study one hour, 20 minutes at zone two. So hello, Kevin. And all the extra mile gang. This is Carlos, the running jackal, heading to Harvest Lane to meet up with my wife. She and I are going to be running for about an hour today. Average heart rate 89. Workout joy. average pace 6 minutes 39 seconds per kilometer. I'm doing this short recording as my submission for the Extra Mile podcast which Kevin so kindly reminded me that he is now looking for submissions. I'm going to be running quite easy today. Now is about the hardest and fastest that I'll be running. Average heart rate 81. Workout average pace 6 minutes 35 seconds per kilometer. I can just about hear Samantha chiming away in the background. Hopefully she's not too loud. I'm recording this with my iPhone. It is inside my shirt, so hopefully there won't be too much banging or wind noise as I run into the road to avoid the young lady with her dog. Hello. Norma's going to be meeting me at Harvest Lane. She doesn't like running this first bit. Average heart rate 81. Workout average pace 6 minutes 29 seconds per kilometer. She likes the trail part, not so much the sidewalk. So I'll meet her there, and then we'll run together, and I will record our show, basically. Even though one of my voice recorders died on me, I'll be using the other. I should order a new one. As I cross Majestic Drive, running along one of my favorite escape routes. Average heart rate 81. Workout average pace 6 minutes 29 seconds per kilometer. Anyway, so this is pretty much all I have to say to you other than keep training, 
keep smiling, keep eating healthy, keep sleeping as much as you can. And uh, as Kevin always says, enjoy your extra mile. Bye-bye. Hello, Extra Milers. This is Sandy. And Gary. And we have just finished up a long run. It's been a while since we've, um, you know, done a podcast submission together. And um, I did a podcast submission earlier, which I'm sure you have already been bored with. Um, So now I thought we would do a more interesting one, which includes Gary, because he's always lots of fun. Right. Right. <laughs> so, here we are. We're um, driving over to meet our daughter um, to celebrate her birthday and have just finished up our long run. Luckily, she has a shower we're going to take advantage of. Um, we're training currently um, for the bird in hand as we're running long. We have a race coming up next week, which honestly was supposed to be, we were supposed to do the half marathon, but... Um, things life came up and we are not fully trained for that do you feel fully trained for that hun? nope do you not, feel not it at all trained? <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so we're not ready for a half marathon um next week so um as we finish our eight miles today gary reminded me we'd only have five more to go next week but no i think we're gonna do the five miler and be super happy with that right So, prepping for the bird in hand, we decided to come into Olympia um, because we have some great hill runs that we can do um, thanks to our training group that we were with um, in the winter. So, we did a seven-miler, but we expanded that seven-miler by adding in an extra hill of switchbacks. It um, is a switchback route that goes up to the capital at Olympia, um, straight, um, well, I would say straight up a hill, but you get to switch back up a hill. And um, so that was fun. Um, Gary, were you surprised that I was going to add the switchbacks? Okay. You were? Oh, okay. You said you weren't surprised because you figured if I saw the switchbacks, I'd want to add them. I know he's lying to people, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, they were not on our schedule. But when I see the lake, I always just think, oh, those switchbacks. The first time we did the switchbacks was 4th of July, four years ago, I guess. And people talked, and then you run up to the Capitol and um, do the switchbacks, they'd say. And we'd be like, oh, okay, sounds like a nice little thing, right? Uh-huh, No. The very last bit of the race is straight up the, well, if you could only be a crow, it would be straight, 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 uh, up, up, up. Um, but you get to switch back it. Uh, and it's, um, when I ran it the last time, I think, um, you know, I kind of kept track. And I want to say that um, it was like four-tenths of a mile to the top. So it, it, to me, that's a lot. Um, I realized that to 
Chris Twiggs, not so much. So, Hen, I didn't even tell you this, but you know that last really tough bit when you were trying to encourage me and I said, don't encourage me, i got to do my own thing. I was trying to channel Chris Twiggs because I thought, if, you know, if he could do this for 100 miles, I could probably make it to this top of this four-tenths of a mile. And we did. We got we got up there. We did not document with the picture this time because we just had done that a couple weeks ago. So, anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So, that's it. Um, we, because we added the switchbacks, it added some extra feet, um, tenths of miles, I guess, to our seven-mile run. And the next thing you knew, we were at 775. Okay. And just, and you know how that goes. It's like, okay, well, we can't stop at 775. So we had to go around the block and make sure we got in eight miles, which then we were afraid we were going to get in 8.25. And then who knows when you were going to have to stop. So we just stopped our watch. Okay. That was our long run. And as you can tell, Gary wanted to be able to contribute to this. (laughs) Did you have any more to say? I think you covered it good. Yeah, the long run. Um, on the way in, we listened to Kevin's Unplugged because um, it's July 10th, and that had just come out. So we played it through the Bluetooth and listened to it on the way in to our run. And um, so, Kevin, you saw that I posted our favorite coffee. And so if we're going to do a small um, business brew like that, we would choose Steadfast Coffee. Um, It is um, roasted by my nephew and his um, wife, and um, it's been around a little bit before the pandemic started, um, because when I was home, you know, working from home, I had more time to be a little more steadfast on my coffee drinking, and um, do some French roast and that, uh, French press and that kind of thing. But um, he is a police officer, or I guess Oregon State Patrol, and she just graduated um, from nurse practitioner school. We're so proud of Kayla, Um, and um, so she's a nurse practitioner now, um, had been an ER nurse, I'm sure, very busy during this last couple years, and they got two little guys, so um, we're, um, Kevin, See what you think about Steadfast Coffee. We like it. It's out of Oregon. You'll enjoy that. All right. Um, anything else you feel like we need to say? No. no. I'm good. Okay. You are good, baby. <laughs> okay. We should, oh, you will all get to meet him. So we will see some of you very, very soon when we end up um, having pasta dinner um, in Burden Hand. And we are super looking forward to that. Super looking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now be careful, of Gary. He's liable to chat you up all night long, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> so you'll enjoy him as much as I do, I'm sure. Well, we already did our extra mile and our extra hill, so it's time for you guys to get out there and enjoy your extra mile. This is Sandy and Gary from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Plain Dave from Southeastern Massachusetts calling in with a technology update. So it's true. 
I was a member of the Garmin GPS watch family for 10 years. Starting in 2012, that's when I first got my first Garmin computer, I had the Garmin Forerunner 405. It was a pretty good watch. It lasted for a while. I had to, uh, had to upgrade when it stopped holding a battery charge. And also, frankly, it was uh, not easy to connect with smartphones and things like that. So that was upgraded, and I switched to the Garmin Forerunner 630, um, which, if anyone wants one, I have it. Happy to pass it along for the cost of shipping. Um, the Garmin Runner 6, Forerunner 630, it's a pretty good watch. It had all the things I need, but it has a touchscreen, and that touchscreens are very persnickety when they get wet. So you would still get your data, but the screen would act as if it was being touched and like scrolling through menus and making choices and changing options. And so like I, I had used this for one, running in the rain, two, working out and getting sweaty, and three, kayaking. And each of those circumstances, unless I locked the screen, which means you can't use any of the buttons, um, if I didn't lock the screen, the touchscreen would misbehave in the wet and leave me with less, a less than useful user interface as I was doing the activity. Like I could close it out and hit save at the end and still have the data, but it was, uh, it was frustrating. Enough frustrating that I decided that I was going to upgrade. And so I, about, a, about six or eight months ago, I decided to upgrade and I decided to look outside of my Garmin family spectrum and I have a very strong recommendation. So if you're out there and you have a pencil handy, I'm about to give you the name of a website where there are absolutely fantastic reviews of sports technology, all sorts of bike computers, running computers, tech gadgets, bike power trainers, power meters, everything. So the website is called dcrainmaker.com. That's in District of Columbia, rainmaker.com. This guy is an independent guy. He is not affiliated with any brand. He does absolutely outstanding tech reviews. I can't recommend it enough because I'm not the right person to tell you what watch you should get. But this uh, reviewer does a great job. He reviews everything, tells you the pros and cons, and has a really great database so you can do a comparison and put two or three or four watches side by side and see what features they have and how the specifications line up. So anyway, my strong recommendation is before you buy a new watch, go to dcrainmaker.com. Um, I am not, <laughs> I get no uh, value out of sharing this information. Um, but so I switched from Garmin to Koros. I went to a Koros Pace 2 watch starting in January. Um, it was $200. It did everything that my Garmin 630 did. Um, it did everything that I could possibly need in a running watch. And the wrist-based heart rate monitor is really solid. So, you know, a chest strap is always going to be better than wrist-based. But among the wrist-based, the Koros has a really good reputation. The only thing that I feel it's missing and would kind of make someone want to go to a more expensive watch is music. And so the, uh, the Koros Pace 2 does not have the capacity to store podcasts or music. So if you want to listen to podcasts or music, you still got to carry your phone. But other than that, it has every single feature that I need. And it's smaller than most of the Garmin watches. Literally, the face is the size of an Oreo cookie. And at 29 grams, it is the lightest uh, of the GPS watches that I have tried or worn in a long, long time. So 
I'm not saying it's best for you, but it is best for me, and I'm really happy with this purchase of the uh, Coro Space 2. And it is still feasible to put my data into Garmin since all my running tallies and mileage and statistics are tracked in the Garmin Connect website. Um, that is still uh, a, a fairly simple task to do. And so uh, that is one other weakness of Coros is that their, their web platform is not great, but I think that's because they think everyone is already using Strava. And so if you're uploading your data to Strava, why add another website to, to your, uh, your data management? So that's what I got. I'm happy with my new watch. I am healthy and running and enjoying summer. It has certainly been a summery warm month of June and July. And from southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. Enjoy your extra mile. Hey, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Allison Bouray in St. Louis, Missouri, with an idea for how to use our post-race information and pictures. Uh, I've been in three races in three weeks, and a couple of the uh, races give uh, pictures taken as you cross the finish line. I do not take good pictures at the finish line. Uh, always sort of disappointed in how I look, but I figured out something I can do with them. I'm really looking at my form now. When I look at those pictures, I'm comparing them. I know that my posture isn't great, but this helps me catch little bits of uh, my form that I can work on for the next one. So even if you don't look like Venus de Milo as you uh, cross the finish, maybe you have a finished picture that will do you some good. The second thing is a tip I got from Coach Chris Twiggs. I did a 5K on the 4th of July, and it was hot, hilly, humid, and I didn't perform as well. So one of the things I thought was a great piece that Chris Twiggs suggested was compare my performance relative to others I've competed against before. When I did that, I looked like I was right on the money. So just a little way of checking your performance when conditions are bad. Be well. Talk to you all again soon. Greetings, Kevin and fellow Extra Mile podcast listeners. Old Jim from South of Council Bluffs checking in. Uh, what is today? Is Wednesday, July 13th. And I just finished a 12 miler on the uh, Wabash where I do all my runs. Went out five and back, took inventory, then added the two mile loop behind the schools for a pretty good 12 miler. Uh, I think it was an 8 or a 9.39 average pace, which is not bad as of late. Uh, broke my streak of 15 mile runs. I did 22 consecutive runs of 15 miles or more. And Monday I uh, broke that because it was just time. <laughs> uh, 
So Monday was a 12-miler, today's 12-miler, and uh, we'll see what we do Friday. But uh, listen to uh, the latest blockbuster edition of Kevin Unplugged. Uh, and he put the call out for uh, submissions. So that's what this is. Uh, a couple things I guess I'll try to address here short in a short uh, amount of time. Uh, on the Facebook group page, uh, Claudia from the Valley of the Sun down in Arizona looks like she is scheduled for an MRI and possibly a meniscus surgery on her knee. And she was expressing some concerns about being able to run again. Well, everybody's different, but... My experience was back in 2015 when I hurt my knee uh, turkey hunting in the spring. I limped all through the summer running. Uh, couldn't run very far. Seven milers hurt the whole time. Uh, didn't know what the hell it was. I just figured it was, you know, some running-related injury. So I even that was the year I did my run walks because I could I could do that without a lot of pain it still hurt on the run portions but i could walk and i could ride the bike like hell and i and i did that a lot but then again in the fall i sprung my knee again same knee up in north dakota turk or duck hunting and when i got back in december i went to see the knee doc and he said yeah toward meniscus did the mri all that and did the surgery a week after the surgery went in for get the stitches out and I asked him when can I run he said five weeks from today I said okay doc so I started walking right away even though it was just a gimp but I, I started walking right away and I got on the treadmill because it was winter now and uh, you know I, I was up to a five mile walk before I went in uh, you know uh, before that five weeks was up after I went in to get the stitches out, you know, I was up to a five five mile walk, and that last week before the five weeks was up, I was starting to cheat a little bit on the treadmill, and I would add some running segments in there. So, five weeks to the day they took the stitches out, I ran five miles on the treadmill, and uh, I've not looked back. You know, I, I've run like I just said. 22 consecutive 15 milers i did a 20 miler earlier this year 18 miles 17 I, i've done a lot of miles in the year since that meniscus surgery so yeah just uh you know get through it do the rehab listen to your body it'll tell you what you can and can't do in the meantime ride your bike ride the hell out of it and i don't mean just go out and like a ride in the park, like a little kid. I mean, you know, head down, cadence high, get your gearing right, and get the cardio going. Uh, I have said often, your heart doesn't know if you're swimming, running, or biking. So you can you can maintain your cardio and even increase your cardio uh, on the bike with zero impact and probably no pain in the knee. So keep that up uh you know and and when i was rehabbing the knee i also would get on the bike trainer and just do some really light spinning on the bike trainer uh just to to move the joint to lubricate to keep things going so yeah no problem you, you'll do fine uh 
let's see what else kevin mentioned on his kevin unplugged that he's looking forward to retiring uh but then he says he's gonna maybe get a job when he retires being a school bus driver well when i retired 21 years ago my whole philosophy was i'm not gonna quit a job to go get a job i mean i really liked my job but my i maxed out on my pension in terms of time uh, so why why would I want to quit a, quit a job to go get a job so think about that Kevin uh, what you probably should do when you retire your first thing paint your garage I can't believe that that garage is not painted so get that done first and then what you ought to maybe look into is becoming uh, connected with Jeff Galloway in some way uh, maybe putting together a Galloway group. Uh, maybe do some uh, some uh, consulting, some run walk training. You've got the background. You're very good at that. So you might want to look into that uh, rather than going getting a job. Come on, man. There's a lot of people right now, you know, thinking about retiring. Looking forward to retiring, you know, the last couple of years, and then all of a sudden, you know, they look at what's happening to their uh, retirement accounts, and, and and they're thinking, oh my God, you know, not only is the price of everything gone up, but their retirement, and therefore their uh, <laughs> their monthly withdrawals are going down. So, thanks, Joe. So I really feel for those guys uh, heading into uh, retirement right now. Well, I guess that's about it. Uh, I do keep up with everybody there on the Facebook group page. Uh, like I said before, you know, it's kind of slow on there at times, not a whole lot. Strava conversations are zero, even though I post there. You know, Every day I put my runs on my running ahead log, online log, and then uh, Strava, it uh, automatically goes to Strava. So I try to keep up with everybody what they're doing. Oh, with that, I guess I'll get the hell out of here and get home. I've been working on the deck. Oh, my God, that's what made this morning's half, first half of the run so slow. It was the last two days, be, you know, up and down, on your knees, up, down, up, down, working on the deck, replacing some boards that went bad. So I'll finish that up today, uh, be done with that project. Everybody trades smart, trade safe, uh... This morning was great. It was 59 degrees in the middle of July. I got to take that. It's warming up now, but uh, train safe if you're in the heat. Hydrate. Good luck on your fall races. I guess we'll talk to you next time we need submissions, Kevin. What do you think about this Big Ten becoming the Big 16 all of a sudden? What, what, what's this all about? UCLA and and, uh, and the Trojans. God almighty, I... I'm not so sure Big Ten is uh, is making the right move. I understand why they're doing it to survive, but I don't think for college football fans this is going to be a good thing. But we'll talk about that this fall. Hey, thanks for what you do, Kevin. Take care. Paint your garage. Stay safe. Trade smart. Talk to you all later. Old Jim from South of Casablas. I am out of here. Bye.
Well, there you go. Episode 207 of the Extra Mile Podcast. Good stuff, huh? Um, a couple of items I wanted to talk about today. Um, the Pace 2 watch that my buddy Just Plain Dave mentioned. I can now confirm everything he said about the Pace 2. And it was all good, except the little, if you want music on it, you don't get that. Uh, it was all good stuff. I can agree and confirm because I now am running with a Koros Pace 2. I mentioned this on Kevin Unplugged, but I had an Apex, Koros Apex, which was, I would call it their middle of the line. Somewhere around 350 bucks, I believe. And they've got a couple of models that are above that. I actually have a model that's $700. My God, I'm not sure my car is worth $700. So anyway, my Apex and uh, our buddy John at Squish can uh, relate to this. They were uh, recalled. I got a little notification on the app. It popped up and said, hey, we, we have an issue with the Apex. And the way they worded it was, it may or may not cause issues in the future. So first of all, good on them for recalling all of them. Many companies would have just ignored it and if you had an issue, you'd complain and they'd give you another watch. But they didn't do that. And I'm assuming that some of these watches will never have that issue, but they're gonna replace them anyway. So they asked for a little bit of information, only a little bit, your name, email, and some sort of little, you know, individual serial number off the watch. He sent it to them. And within a day, they sent you a coupon code. You could go online and um, order a brand new watch. How cool is that? Now they said that you could order any watch they sold. So I don't know how that works. If I had tried to order that $700 one, if they would have just given me a credit or if they'd actually shipped the whole darn thing, but I didn't do that. I had been looking seriously at the Pace 2 for a while anyway. I like the smaller and lighter um, GPS watches. And just like Dave mentioned, this thing does, well, I, I'm almost positive it does 100% of everything that Apex did. I know that it does 100% of everything that I use the Apex for. It's just loaded with features. So I ordered one, and um, about three days later it came in the mail, and it's working like a charm. I am, uh, it's my go-to watch. So anyway, if you're in the market, just like Dave said, oh, and that um, DC Rainmaker website, I've used it for years, and he's right. That dude is really, really good. He takes sometimes some very technical, and complicated features and items it does a great job of making sense so that you really can compare 
with what you, uh, a couple of items that you might be looking at anyway. So check that out. If you have any questions about the Pace 2 or the Apex for that matter, reach out to me, reach out to Just Plain Dave, or reach out to John Forndier over at Squish. And uh, any of us would be happy to answer your questions. I had a little issue with my shoes lately. I was gonna, um, I was gonna relay to you. I ordered a new pair. I, of course, have been running in, I always mispronounce this word, and JD gives me guff for it. I always want to say ultra, or do I say ultra? I'd probably say ultra. Anyway, ultra, zero drop shoes. I've run on those since my buddy Chad turned me on to these shoes years ago. Uh, I don't know, seven or eight years ago? What's it been, Chad? Long time. Anyway, and I've always run in Torrens. And they're up to, I think they just released a Torrens 6 just very recently. So I ordered a pair from REI. Do y'all have REI? It's a kind of an outdoor sporting good kind of a company here in the U.S. Uh, let's see. Cabela's maybe is a similar thing. I'm trying to think of some other stores you guys might have near you. Anyway, it's a big box store with a bunch of outdoor stuff. So I ordered a pair and they were fives. Toro Torin fives. And the first thing I noticed when I put them on, the fit was identical. I loved them. I've loved all my Torrens. But what I noticed was the tongue on both sides, but it was worse on the right shoe. The tongue where it comes up and actually hits my ankle, right? So you can picture that. The, the piece of the shoe, rubber or whatever it's made out of, was very sharp and it was annoying. It kind of, uh, you know, it didn't hurt, but it certainly got on my nerves. And so, I ran a couple times in them. And the last time I ran in them, when I got in the shower, I didn't notice anything, but when I got in the shower, my right ankle, it hurt. I almost shot through the bathroom ceiling. I noticed it was bleeding. It had irritated my ankle so much that it had rubbed the skin raw and it was bleeding and that did not feel good with water on it. So, I reached out to REI, looked at their on online warranty, and sure enough, shoes are guaranteed for 30 days, um, no matter what. So, although I had ordered them online, I had a store here in Cincinnati, oh, about 15 miles from my house, so I just drove down there, and very good customer service. The guy just asked about how many miles did I run, and what was the problem, and they gave my money back on the spot. My wife has been running in shoes made by, I, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, on, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, it's spelled O-N, so I assume it's on, and I've seen them around on other people, and I think their shtick is like, uh, like hokas, they're just very, very soft, which I find the older I get, um, the more I really like 
a shoe with cushioning. I know JD's really big on those zero shoes and I've got a pair, but um, they fit my feet really, really well. They're shaped just like the ultras are, but um, I just need more cushioning. So I use them to walk and that's about it. Anyway, so I think that's their shtick that they're, in fact, the model that I ordered was called a Cloud Runner Wide. I have terrible bunions and I really need wide shoes. And that's what I love so much about these Ultra shoes. The toe box is so big. It just feels so comfortable. Um, so anyway, I ordered a pair of wide ones to try it out. My wife swears by them. And they came after about, it took longer than it should have, I think. It took about a week and a half. I tried them on. And if these are wide, then, uh, then I don't know the definition of wide because they fit my feet pretty tight. I took a walk in them and they're just not working out. The, the cushioning is good, but they don't feel good. And so what I, I'm gonna send them back. And what I've learned is um, I gotta stick with, I've gotta stick with these ultras. I just love these shoes. And I'm a little scared now to order another pair because I'm afraid it's gonna, you know, do the same thing. I'll get irritating irritation so I'm gonna find a local store that sells them and try a pair on before I buy another pair and uh, see how that works but anyway that's my shoe story if you have a shoe that you love I think it was uh, Bethany loves the uh, I know they were Brooks but sometimes they change the darn things don't they Bethany if, if it ain't broke folks let's not fix it please let's not fix it I'm begging you Oh, there's my five mile mark. Let me shut this thing off. Mm -hmm. Gotta save it because if I don't, if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen. As my buddy Chris Twiggs likes to say. So, um, let's see, lastly, bird in hand. You heard, you heard Nate talk about the plans for bird in hand. And there'll be more plans and more details, but what I'd like you to do right now, if you're gonna join us, if you're not, please think about it, because we really would like to see you there. I think we had somewhere in the neighbor in the mid-20s last year. And I'd love to see a lot more people than that this year. So think about it, but as he said, we're gonna do the pasta dinner on Friday night provided <coughs> by the race. Um, he mentioned the cost. It actually, I just signed up a few days ago. It's $14. And these folks know how to treat you right. So I've never been to that dinner, but I feel pretty certain that no one's going to be disappointed. So sign up for that. You'll get to the meetup before the race. We'll meet up right after the race for the great food that's included. And uh, Nate's putting together something for Saturday night as well if you're going to stick around. So here's what I would ask. If you're signed up or going to sign up, please send Nate your contact information. Email. If you don't mind sharing your cell number with us so we can send texts out, uh, please share that as well. And send it to NateWagner08 at Gmail. That's N-A-T-E-W-A-G-N-E-R-08 at Gmail. 
Pretty easy, huh? And uh, we'll be able to contact you with our plans and any last minute changes or additions or any of that stuff. So, so check it out, send us the information and we'll be in touch. The next episode of the Galloway edition will be done within about a week to a week and a half. I chat with Jeff here in the next few days. I've had a, a great chat with Coach Twiggs. Uh, got some other information in there that you're not gonna wanna miss. So um, if you're not subscribed to that, Google that, find out. That one's available everywhere. And uh, that's all I got. Y'all take care and be careful in the sea, will you? Till the next time, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going, then please send an audio file to theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. Hey, uh, hi, can you help me? What's your name? My name's Roosevelt Lee Roosevelt. Roosevelt, what town are you stationed in? I'm stationed in Poontang. Well, thank you, Roosevelt. What's the weather like out there? It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot in things is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Do the crotch pot cooking. Well, can you tell me what it feels like? Fool, what is hot? I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot. You can be a little thing. I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange robe burst into flames. Is that hot? You know what I'm talking about. Well, what do you think it's going to be like tonight? It's going to be hot and wet. That's nice if you're with a lady, but it ain't no good if you're in the jungle. Thank you, Roosevelt. Here's a song coming your way right now. Nowhere to Run To by Martha and the Vandellas. Yes! Hey, you know what I mean. Too much?